So these are where the questions come from. This yeah. is where it stems from. This is what makes it fun. I mean, it's worth it to not get caught for murder. Welcome back to Creepy Campfire, your source for all things strange, the unexplainable, the infamous, and the mysterious. Here are your hosts, Jordan and Ryan. Hey, Jordan, welcome back. What's up, Ryan? How you doing? I'm good. I just spent the past, like, hour talking to you about the new Dune movie. Well, we did just both see it, and you read the book I haven't yet. Um, And I don't want to ruin anything for anybody. Not a bit. I do think that if you are going to see it at all, it's probably best seen in theaters. I would recommend, here's the thing, don't watch it until you read the book. Also a good idea. It's a good... they do as best they can. I'll say that. Because I am so confused. <laughs> There's so much that will just go right over your head and little e- like clues, not even Easter eggs, but clues to stuff yeah. that you just won't get unless you read the book. Which so, makes a lot of sense. I'm not but. usually the guy, like I always watch the movie and then read the book. Mm-hmm. Do not do that with this one. Read the book first. Yeah. I mean, there was, it was a great cinematic experience. But I have I have so many questions. Yeah. I had so many questions. Mm-hmm. So um, thank you for lending me the book. I can't Absolutely. wait to get through it. Barring that, I do want to apologize to everybody because we haven't put anything out in about a month. Oh, it's been a minute. And I know it's Halloween. It's primetime season. So I do want to apologize to the listeners about that. But we've done, we've both done some shifting around, a new yeah. position for me at work. Yeah. Jordan, why don't you tell them what you've got going <laughs> on? Uh, I feel like I've always got something new. Um, so just started a restaurant. Uh, I will be managing a restaurant um, with my friend Woo-hoo! Matthew Ortiz. I know uh, we got some local out. listeners. I have apparently a bunch of people at work listening that live near your restaurant. So why don't you give them the name? Out in Stockton? Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, Heirloom Kitchen. Yep. Out in Stockton off of West Benjamin Holt. It is good. I was there for the soft opening, and I know I'm biased, but we... We really enjoyed our time there. I appreciate that, yeah, because it's uh, it was a crazy first weekend, but today was our first day open to the public. Um, went very well, and it's going to be a blast. It's a beautiful little spot. Food's been really good so far, and uh, I'm back in. I'm back in the game as far as doing what I'm used to. Yeah, but you feel that way too, don't you? Enjoyed. What do you mean? Like you feel like back in the game. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, I was used to that pace mm-hmm. and, you know, during the pandemic and stuff like that, I took a little we had, we had a good step, seat and we could see you behind the counter and we were like, that just looked like where he lives. Dude. Well, yeah, and that was, I was having to cook that day, um, but it was, it was a good time nonetheless. I mean, either way, if I'm in the restaurant atmosphere, I'm having a good time. Yeah. So, so Heirloom Kitchen, check that out. Come Stockton, out. California. Yes, indeed. Make it happen. But yeah, we're we're so we've been busy. <laughs> we have. We've been busy. We have. So there's been some growing pains and adjusting, but I promise it won't you won't continue to go months without episodes. And we're here now. We're here now. We gotta give you this Halloween special. We cannot let what is essentially our biggest holiday of the year go by without no. something. Well, and our like one of our major listener contributions, which Absolutely. we've been dying to get um we finally got one that was like really in depth and um, before we go into it it is incredibly in depth and we're doing this entire halloween special on this one listener experience but all that to be said we do not expect 
novels and short stories out of everyone. No, no. Yeah, so don't hear you this. Give us. Don't hear this and think, oh, well, my, you know, I just had a little one-off thing, so it's not as big as that. I don't want to share it. I don't care if it's a two-second thing. Yeah. Please tell us because we love hearing about it. We love sharing it with people. We would you, love to make this a mashup episode of like lots of listener contributions. Absolutely. But. So don't hear this long one that we very much appreciate from this listener that we'll introduce in a moment. But don't hear this long one and let it intimidate you from sharing any shorter experiences. No, please. Yeah. We're just going in. We're going hard on this one because it's like it, so it works. It works so perfectly for what we're trying to do as far as this goes. So. Without further ado. As we're going, so our listener, uh, Will, thank you so much, Will. Um, he used our voicemail, which I'm going to give you guys the number two in case you want to call in with any stories you have. Please and do. it doesn't have to be stories. It could be reactions to the show. You just want to say hi to us, anything. Call us at 916-359-9446, and you can leave us messages just like Will did. You can do that. You can, you can message me the same length story or a snippet of it or whatever you want to, whatever you feel comfortable with on Instagram, or you can hit us up at creepycampfirepodcast at gmail.com. However you want to get it to us, we are, we are not only obliged at that point, but just more like, that's what we want to be doing Mm -hmm. is, Mm -hmm. I mean, not not solely, but like the more of that we get, the better off we are. Absolutely. So we have this in six parts. Um, sent from will and we're going to be listening to each part and just giving our honest reactions to it and he's just given us everything under the sun and i think it's perfect for halloween and for your campfire so i hope you get to enjoy some halloween with us so yeah thank you for joining us without further ado we'll get into the first part of will's message hi my name is Will, and I I actually reached out to you guys on Instagram, and as Will Blau, you guys got permission to play it on air, and I just wanted to tell you guys some of my crazy stories I have. So, as I said, I'm, well, I'm from Missouri. I live on a farm. Out here, I'm a farmer. And the house I live in is surrounded by about 400-ish acres of farmland that we switch off between corn and beans. And over the years, I've seen a lot of crazy lights in the sky. Some reason, just a lot of random lights that are not like airplanes or anything that I personally can explain. But I'll start out with these. So, pretty well, almost every year during harvest, you know, I end up walking around after dark. Like, I get out of the tractor and I'm walking back to my truck to go home for the night. Probably around 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night sometimes, you know, real dark. And I usually, when it's not cloudy out, I'm always looking at the sky. It's just, I love looking at the stars. And every once in a while, probably once a year at minimum, I see these weird lights. And so, being out on a farm and I look at the sky a lot, I, I know what airplanes are, you know. You get the flashing, you look at all that. And they typically, you know, they're flying in a straight line. Whereas these lights that I see, typically, are just one solid light. And they're kind of zigzagging across the sky as I go. And usually what will happen is I'll look down to, like, jump over a ditch or, like, watch something something or whatever, and I'll look back up at the sky, and it's gone. Completely gone. It's a completely clear sky, no clouds in sight, and the light will just disappear. And I've probably seen 
10 or 15 of those different ones over the years, just random places. But those are the crazy ones. And then during COVID, of course, I, whenever everything was locked down and I wasn't able to go out and see anybody, we were still working, but when we weren't working at night, I would usually go outside and sit in a chair just on the edge of the field, looking at the stars and listening to podcasts and stuff. And I had a really, really crazy experience. And I think this uh, voicemail is about to end, so I'm going to save it for the next call. But thank you. Might I just say, what a great intro, Will, and like keeping account of the time and everything and mm-hmm. knowing where to end it. Just to like, okay, Appreciate we're going to get into the juicy stuff next one. Yeah. So let's go ahead. We'll jump right into the next one. Yeah. And then, then we'll talk about it a little bit. Yes, indeed. So I just left the message about the UFOs and stuff I've seen. And I was about to tell you about the crazy bright light that I saw. So again, it was during COVID. I was sitting on the edge of the field. It's in a little, like a lawn rocking chair thing. Just out there hanging out, just listening. I think I was listening to music at this time. And actually, I'll say this one thing that's really weird, but I remember this very well because of the crazy experience that followed it. I was listening to Free Fallen by Tom Petty. And I was out there, and on, like I said, the house is surrounded by about 100 acres. And so I can see from one corner to the other. And it's probably close to a mile or so stretch. Mile, mile and a half stretch is the, the edge of the field down a ways. And now given it's also a good mile to the one corner where the light started. But I was sitting there, and I just all of a sudden, at the very corner of the field, just a very bright light. Like it was the color of, if you think, like a yellow, almost kind of headlight. Not like the actual yellow color, but not a white light either. Not like LED, the old, duller kind of headlight color. And it just appeared there really fast. And then it started moving. And it jetted extremely fast of what I'm estimating to be about, I'd say, a half mile and approximately one to two seconds, it moved there, and then it dipped below some trees because the edge of the field has a bunch of, it's just a tree line, there's some woods on the other side, and it dipped below that, but I could still kind of see it through the trees, you know, so right, it was still shining a little bit, and then all of a sudden, it just disappeared, and it, by the end of it, after the trees, it probably went another quarter mile to a half, another half mile, I bet, and it, it moved that quickly, close to a mile, and I'd say five seconds at the very most. Just extremely quick and crazy. And another thing I'll say is, one thing I did, I noticed this, it was weird, I don't know anything about it, but it seemed to have like a, like if you see a shooting star, they kind of have the tail behind them that, that follows them, but it kind of disappears as it goes. And it kind of had that with it. And it was super, super strange. And I have no idea how to explain it. I, I don't know if it's alien. I don't know if it's just a bright light. I, I can't tell you what it is. But it, it's super, super weird. But I'm going to call again here about the end and tell you my ghost stories because I also have some ghost stories. Thank you. No, thank you, Will. God, Will, you're chock full of them. 
I mean, goodness. And we get some ghost stories. It feels like Christmas for Halloween. So this is all in Missouri? So, yeah, this is Missouri. So we were former neighbors, Kentucky, Missouri, pretty, you know, right next to each other. Dude. So I, I know the lay of the land just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, wow. I mean, okay, before we cut in any, or any farther, not that we're going to call people liars or not, but how do you, how believable do you feel this is right now? Because I feel it's really believable just in how he explained it. And, and how it felt like when he was searching for ways, like trying to explain the tale behind the light and things like it didn't feel like a script. Yeah. Well, I mean, he gave, I mean, cause a lot of people, you know, will say that they'll see a light and then it would, could move really quickly or in a, in a weird way as far Mm -hmm. as, you know, the bright lights and that stuff goes. But I mean, that's a whole other attribute that I've never even heard, um, attributed to one of those situations like like him giving it the the tail like a shooting star would have means Mm -hmm. that this thing has i mean i would assume it's got to be something from like the propulsion or something like that whatever it would be but uh just makes it so much more like you seeing that and me thinking like damn that is how exactly how that would look right i feel like Mm -hmm. um and between that and and he, I don't think he specified the number of years that he's been doing this, but you know, time after time, he's mm-hmm. seeing stuff on his farm like this. Yeah, like out he in the said fields. at least once a year he's been seeing it for some time now. Yeah. Um, I mean, it sounds like that one was a little bit more crazy in general, or you know, than the other ones mm-hmm. uh, specifically. But uh, what a good start! And I, oh my god, all the details, all the details. I appreciate because it helps us eliminate things that it could be so yeah he talks about like look airplanes go all the time i know what an airplane is this isn't an airplane and i yeah. appreciate that because living and working in the area of town that i'm in we're 15 minutes tops from the airport yep so you see planes constantly going by you all the know time. the red and green flashing lights yeah it's, you can hear them too like you can yeah 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 so it's no mystery like okay that's a plane mm-hmm. but even if you wanted to argue oh it could have been a satellite on some of these occasions he's seen them he describes them zigzagging and that's not something that satellites do and the color him going into the mm-hmm. specification of the color of that light mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the way that it looks like he said like a solar one but kind of from like an older kind of yeah. situation sort of mm-hmm. deal like <laughs> i that, feel like i know he's so descriptive i feel like i know exactly what he's i can see what he's like. and that specific incident is so crazy because you don't just have something up in the sky. It was almost ground level because it's yeah. going behind trees. Yeah, dipped below and went mm-hmm. behind trees and stuff. Like that's crazy. And for it to come down that low, let's say it is some kind of craft. Yeah. Not going to say what origin, but let's even if we assumed it was a government craft and uh-huh. not an alien craft, if something came that low and then moved behind trees and then came back up and out again, it would cause some disturbance. It would move brush out of the way it would leave imprints from Mm -hmm. from the velocity and the wind so it's just it's just crazy he's already got will you're a good storyteller man good storyteller i will say i mean not i'm just saying that like your descriptions like you you got every almost every sense besides what like smell which isn't going to come into play here uh checked like you've got you're you're seeing it 
you can you can hear you can hear it like coming down you i mean you can see it moving the way that it is um the light looking the way that it does just all of the descriptors and everything mm-hmm. that included uh just adds so much this is why weight to it i like this stuff yeah because i'm sorry i'm going to trust the farmer and the hunter yeah every time because they spend majority of their life out out there they know the environment they know what's not the environment well and i mean how just to put i mean i not any specific kind of context but somebody who lives a little bit more off the land farmer what have you not that they wouldn't be technologically you know in the know or in in that loop of things but probably doesn't spend as much time on it as you know say your average city dweller well and that's the thing too though is nowadays that's not the case because i can't i mean there's so many ag colleges now and when True. when i went to college two of my roommates were studying ag and i'm like i didn't even know you had to go to college yeah for this but i mean it makes sense and there's so many just like everything there's advancements everywhere so those stereotypes are they're fading well, yeah, and, and again, it's not to even, like, make it a stereotype or something. It's just, like, I figure that you probably have decided that... Um, if you're going to make your living off the land, you're going to make the land your business? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're going to spend a majority of your time tending that land. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, you're not as used to... I mean, you don't have your screen in front of a face probably all day obviously i mean you're not sitting there behind a computer or sitting there on your phone all day you know so i mean you're probably a little bit more in touch with your surroundings is Mm -hmm. probably what i'm getting the most at Mm -hmm. so you having probably a little bit of a better perception as far as to what's going on around you and what the norm is and what is obviously out of the norm uh just lends that much more credence to it i've got I've got nothing for a possible explanation for it Mm -mm. because so regardless of the incidences he's been seeing over the years, just this singular one that he pointed out. I mean, you could argue because he described, okay, like it was kind of a yellowish glow, kind of like a, like a dim headlight, Mm -hmm. which I love that description. Yeah. He had just finished listening to Tom Petty. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all there. Like, <laughs> But if you wanted to say, oh, well, he described it like a headlight. Maybe it was just a car in the distance. He's going to know where the roads are. Yeah. If there's a road back there that would do that. That wouldn't make sense. Also, a car's not going to move as fast as that light moved across. Yeah. Gives the it, speed, like half a mile in one to two seconds. Yeah, and it's not going to move in the, the pattern that it moved in. Yeah. So... Everything about it I'd love, and I'm here for, and thank you, Will, and I can't wait for us. So we're going to get into those ghost stories now. Oh, so good. Okay, I'm back again here. This is Will again. So now I'll tell you my ghost stories. So, I'm, again, I'm from Missouri, and so there, there's a pretty good amount of haunted places. I mean, one of the most haunted places in the world, they claim, at least in America, is the Lent Mansion in St. Louis which I personally have never been inside. I've been around it. Always grown up hearing the stories. And I love that it helped get me into ghost stories. I used to watch the old Ghost Hunters TV show. I've grown up around this. And so when I got the chance to do this, I jumped on it. And I went to another place in Missouri that's extremely haunted called the Old State Penitentiary, the Old Missouri State Penitentiary. 
It's considered and called the bloodiest 40 acres in America. It is very old. It actually closed down. It, it was in operation from 1850, I think, up until, like, 06, 07. And before it closed, it was the oldest penitentiary outside of the Mississippi. It's very, very haunted. A lot of crazy stories. But I think you guys would enjoy doing that as a topic. I want to suggest that. So my story's there. I've been there twice. And both times had some weird experiences. And so the first time I went there, I went with some friends for a friend's birthday. And I went and toured it. And there was a lot of just random noises, but that could have been just, you know, anything. You can't really prove noises. It's hard to prove my skeptical noises. But what did happen to me that I can say without a doubt cannot explain is this. About half of the three hours, about an hour and a half, you know, we're in what used to be the African-American part of the prison. And we sit down, and you sit down, and you go for a while, and he's telling stories. So the corner of my eye, about two cell blocks up, because there's three, three cell blocks, I think three, but two cell blocks up, and I think cell 81, I saw this humanoid black shadow figure just there. I saw it in the corner of my eye, and I instantly turned to look, and I watched it fade away into nothing right before my eyes. To this day, I can't explain it. I had, from the beginning of going into that place, I had a weird feeling of and was kind of watching me, something like that, like the TV and stuff. And I never used to believe that until there. And I had that feeling, and then I saw that. Needless to say, freaked me out. I was on a whole rest of the tour, and was freaking out. And I actually talked to the guide, and he asked me, before he said anything about it, he asked me to explain what I saw, and that that happens a lot. And they get that a lot, that similar thing. So that got a little garbled, yeah. Um, but I think we got the gist of it. Um, you being in the penitentiary with a guide as someone was telling a story, and then seeing an apparition that just faded into nothing, right before his eyes in the in the African American wing of what the penitentiary had. So he went twice. He said he went twice. He said he's experienced stuff both times. Um, I want to know which one this occurred on. That's a good question. Um, I feel like it must have been the latter. It sounds like the noises happened both times, and yeah. that this one happened one of the two. But I appreciate... That's what I get frustrated by when I read some of the main stories we do mm-hmm. where people just write people off as idiots. Yeah. Um, because you have people that do logical checks. Like He's like, yeah, there was weird noises. It could have been ghosts, but I can't prove that, so I'm not going to sit here and say that. Well, yeah. I'll tell you it happened, but I'm not going to say that was ghostly necessarily. Uh I appreciate things like that because that's kind of the checks I run stuff through. I mean, the other night I heard some weird noises, and I jump up out of bed, and it's my yard getting torn up in the wind. Yeah. But you don't know that until you go look. Definitely. Yeah. I've also had some weird noises happen in my house. That I couldn't explain, like mm-hmm. loud crashes mm-hmm. that seemingly come from nothing. From nothing. Nothing broken. Mm-hmm. No door slammed. Nothing. Yeah, no noisy neighbors. So, but that's, man, I hear a lot. You hear, in general, a lot from penitentiaries and mm-hmm. um, former asylums and hospitals. Oh, speaking of, we got to get the name of that place. The, the, bloody, oh, the bloodiest 40 acres. Yeah, I've heard it before. We'll, we'll definitely put that on the list, and yeah. thank you for the suggestion. We've not really done much locations. Uh, you did the one True. in um, Kentucky, um, Liberty Hall. Mm-hmm. 
But that, I think that's the only real location we've done. So we'll, we'll have to add more of those to our list. Yeah. So. Yeah, we, we do a lot of local hauntings, but we never we haven't really drilled in on a lot of them. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go into uh, the next ghost story Will has for us here and let the gravy train keep rolling. Yeah, yeah. Okay, hi again, again. And last year I have here happens not in Missouri. We travel my family. We enjoy going out to Georgia, a little place called Tidy Island, Georgia, which is about 30 minutes-ish, 30-ish minutes away from Savannah, Georgia, where this story takes place. So Savannah, I'm sure you guys know, is I think considered the most haunted city in America. Very beautiful city if you ever get a chance to go. Also, there's a lot of cool stuff there. But this particular one, we're on a family vacation. Sister and I decided to go tour the Sorrel Weed House, which is another topic idea I think you guys would enjoy covering too. It's a very beautiful house built in the heavily the, I want to say it was the early 1800s, but I'm not sure exactly. I know like the Southern General Robert E. Lee partied there and had a lot of history and I could draft before the house was even the objects for the British Army during the Revolutionary War. There's a lot of crazy history, but it, it, we went and toured this. Uh, very cool. Enjoyed it a lot. But I'll start out with saying ghost smells, which I never really believed until this. But the first one, which I can't want to prove because we were outside and this happened, is walked in there into the garden area with me, and there was a cigar smoke smell. And one that we could see was smelling cigars, but we didn't really think of anything at the time. But we both definitely noticed it and talked about it afterwards. And so we aren't really sure. They, they say that's one of the things that happens a lot in the ghost cigar smell. The next one is in, I guess it's called the parlor. They have a separating wall that kind of folds and folds back. They always had. So when they had parties, but at night if people were staying, they'd separate the male and female. And on the male side, nothing really happened. But as I crossed the threshold into the female side, the threshold into the side, I got this whiff of very flowery perfume, which was very weird. I was like, okay, probably someone's wearing flowery perfume. And I talked to the tour guide, and she actually stopped me and asked everyone. Because this was during COVID time, so it was limited access. I think there was only 10 of us at most on the tour. And uh, she stopped and asked everyone, anybody wearing flowery, feminine perfume, any kind of perfume? And no one was. And so that was strange. Then, down in the basement, in what used to be the slave area where they would wash clothes, it looks like a dark and damp basement. Went in the bed and had very weird. Like, I, I walked in and it smelled like long, kind of clean smelling, which I didn't think anything of. I figured they keep it that way. But then I walked out and then eventually came back in about 10 minutes later and the smell was gone. Super, super weird, but just crazy. Hmm. Well, now he's got the smell in there, too. Now he's got the smell. So we've had noises, we've seen apparitions. And then now we're down in Savannah, Georgia, which I, I do very much want to go see. Yeah. I want to go to Georgia so bad. So bad. Um, and we've got, we've got yeah, this place where I, I guess uh, Robert E. Lee has been to. A lot of, a lot of histories happened here. Yeah. Um, I like, I, I just appreciate, I have to appreciate, uh, Will, that you've gone on all, what seems to be like that you seek these things out. Um. Not not in a way that like you're 
like trying to manifest yeah that in that in you messaging like reaching out and stuff like that that you're manifesting it but that you like that you this intrigues you enough that you like go towards it like Like, yeah i'll I'll do the ghost tour why not yeah 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 like one of these days we're still gonna get we're still gonna go to winchester winchester and we still got to hit alcatraz as another penitentiary yeah so um so um just i i applaud you on that because i before having done a podcast like this i probably wouldn't be one to go out of my way to do that like I wanted to go to Alcatraz just because I've heard about it. I'm know, still kid, hesitant but. on doing it, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just depending def- on the situation. I'm definitely praying over myself before and after I leave. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, that's interesting. I have always heard stories about smells. Usually, I hear it um, with a loved one has passed, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Oh, I smelled grandma's perfume," and like you can't miss that gross smelling rose perfume yeah. or whatever it's so rose watery <laughs> yeah so this is the first time i've heard of it happening um where you're not um related mm-hmm. or have a relationship with the people um and i find that very interesting i like that it was both strong smells and soft smells because you had the very harsh three instances. cigar and perfume smell and then the really clean smell in the basement right which you could argue I mean, you you could always argue against all of these, but I really liked that it was um, these really harsh, like cigar and perfume smells from the parties Mm -hmm. that used to happen there, and the people living it up. And then you have, you know, from the workers, and I shouldn't say workers; that's not true. The slaves that were put to work Mm -hmm. in the basement having to clean—that's all those smells, and they wouldn't—they wouldn't permeate this long. No, later. You know, and cigars are strong, mm-hmm. but still, but they're like, not going to stick in. They might stick in the wood where if you put your nose to it, yeah, you'd smell it. But like, but like maybe like what the inside of a humidor would smell like, not a, yeah, not like like somebody was burning puffing in here, you know. And when you're in ago. a plantation home, uh-huh. it's not you know, that's it, you're not going to get the same effect. Yeah. So and to go from that in transition, mm-hmm. once you cross the threshold into a perfumey smell. Mm-hmm. And then even further to go down and probably smell what I can only assume is maybe not like chemically, but no, but just like clean linen. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, almost that dryer smell uh-huh. like when you walk past the dryer vent. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Um. Again, man, it's just like uh, it's gold. He's like hitting, he's hitting, you, he's hitting them all. You gave us gold, and we just really appreciate it. So yeah. we've got we've got a couple more messages from Will here. What did I feel like got really 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 garbled that people might not have understood? Oh yes, clarify, please. Um, I just thought there was one spot where like I was really glad that we had the transcription for. Uh, and if anyone we... is interested in it, if, if if this really just piques your interest and you want uh, we do have a transcription of the voicemails and we're reading along as we're listening to, to help us yeah, because um, it does kind of in and out a little bit. If you guys do want that, we can maybe potentially post that to Instagram. Just oh, let, yeah. let Jordan know with the Instagram if you guys really want that, and we can we can make that happen. Please do, yeah, because I would be more than happy to share. Well, as long as Will is comfortable with it too, to share. Well, I mean, we we've we've pretty much just played it out loud, so we're gonna <laughs> Will if it's if it's cool, we're gonna share it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, again, he's just hitting on all the senses. Like mm-hmm. he's not leaving any aspect of it out 
hitting on all it's checking all the boxes like it's this feels like the most concise put together kind of this is why we like to do this guys yeah we want to hear it from you it always Um, just makes it more believable when you get to hear the tones in a person's voice like someone that experienced something you can hear that well, and and it's and it's not that we're like out there to disprove people, absolutely. But not. the nature of this is to um, is to question everything, right? Well, so. and it's to question, and also like when you get to hear uh, the the person searching mm-hmm. for those descriptors, yeah, and and, and reliving it, mm-hmm. it, it really brings it almost brings you there, yeah, with them. Like when he's describing that that headlight almost colored glow. And the tail behind the light in the in the field, yep. And his farm in the middle, you know, eleven o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. It puts you there. Yeah, it's, it's just so cool. All right, well, you got to do you got to do some uh, some audiobooks here soon. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right, moving on. <laughs> let's let's do it. Next part of his message. Hopefully, this will be my last one. But I got kind of got cut off there in the middle of something in the last one. I was saying in the the. Uh, old laundry area where the slaves used to clean clothes for the family. I walked into that part of the basement in the weed house and got a smell like clean laundry, fresh, you know, clean kind which again, I hadn't thought much of, just, you know, figure it's normal, you know, they probably keep that or they want to smell good at that. But then after, you know, the tour, they took us through the doors in the basement, she said that we can go around you know, just go back in if you want. Spend a little time just going through areas on your own if you want. And so I walked back in there, just uh, smell on all these mowers, dark, damp, kind of dusty, lucky basement. So that's what it was. It's kind of a brick wall kind of thing. Old, dark, damp basement kind of smell. That was strange. The weirdest thing that happened at the throw we'd have was right next to the long area in the basement. And... Uh, we walk in there, and my sister goes, I don't want to stand anywhere. I don't want to stand my back to the wall. I don't want to stand behind me. She's kind of down by a pair of stuff. And so we go to the corner of my couch. And the tour guide was at this and said, you know, if I come and do that, I would stand there because that's what I have a critic of. So I said, cool, I'm standing around. What happened to me? She moved away. And I was standing Felt something grab on her. We all felt the hair on up. in place. Kind of felt like some poke at me. I was like, I'm just getting a creepy deal. I'm not really sure. But then the tour, you know, the main thing that happens in this room happens to that gentleman that's standing, away from me. And they have a little girl spirit who likes to play hide and connect to touch people. That's by the couch where I was standing. They had grabbed me and touched me, and I getting to talk about it. But then I realized, holy shit, I just got up. But it was very crazy. And then later on, in the basement, there's a part in this is where they have. And I said, and they said, if you want to get touched, that's not a good place. And they say, you know. And I sat down and said, if you don't like to touch me, feel free, but do not hurt me. And you're allowed to follow me. When I sat down, it felt like a cigarette kind of game. Not on my arm, and burned by one small part of my arm. Very hot, just one small part. 
But I think this is about to end. One last time to wrap things up. Thank you. Oh man, that one that one got a little rough. It did, but I think I think we I, I think I, I think I got it. So well, I'm glad the transcription kind of like it only grabs what it can kind of concisely clearly grab. It does, and will if you're listening, which I really hope you are. Yeah, dude. If, if we're so, I'm gonna try to fill in the gaps of what kind of got garbled there. If I'm wrong on anything, please let us know, and we will correct anything we're wrong about. Oh, I expect a follow up message. But we so what I got from that was um, you ventured back. Um, the tour guide said, hey, if you guys want to go back, check it out. Yeah. You and your sister. You could somewhat free roam some of the exactly. areas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's pretty a pretty common place for mm-hmm. people to get touched, it seemed like. And it sounds like uh, there's a story of a, a girl that likes to play hide-and-go-seek. Uh-huh. Um, and that you were touched and you felt a very warm sensation um, after giving permission to be which I really liked. He gave permission to be touched, but not hurt. And I appreciate the, the yeah. specific, spef, specificity. That's the one. Yep, that one. <laughs> um, I appreciate how specific you were. Of like, you can touch me. Just don't don't hurt me. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's really cool that he felt a warm sensation mm-hmm. when he was touched. Because you always, always, always hear a cold sensation yeah, a being sensation. described. Yeah. So I think that's really cool to hear. One that is, uh, from what I heard, it seems like his, you know, his sister was there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if she f- experienced it as well. She sounded like she was much more hesitant than him. Definitely. To hang around. Um, that he was a little bit more willing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, even to start off, like, he... So it starts, this whole message starts off with him going back into the basement area and it smelling different than it did beforehand. Um more like a damp kind of celery sauce celery that's cellar ish like uh kind of space with the with damp brick walls what you would expect that to smell like right as opposed to the clean linen kind of you know laundry ish Mm -hmm. kind of thing yep um and then to go back into this what seems like a not office but some sort of i couldn't tell if the couch was still in the basement area living quarters or if that's a basement area right um but to go from there to that experience and have the physicality of it mm-hmm. uh, and a little bit of the potential communication kind of too. And also just for the tour guide to be like, yeah, if you want to get touched, this is the place for yeah. it. Yeah, I hear that a tour lot guide's too. all for it. <laughs> I think it's so funny that like we want to fight ghosts so hard, like the idea that ghosts are a thing. But there's so many places where people that spend their job or their volunteer time daily places. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you want to get scratched or touched or smacked around, just go that way. It'll happen. Yeah. I feel like it's like, you know, people, uh, I, we just got back from Disney World, so don't hate me. Um, but <laughs> like somebody in the park telling you like, like the best spot on the ride to be or yeah. like, you know, they, they know what they're talking about. <laughs> right. Because they're around it all every day. Mm-hmm. Um. So I definitely, like, even if, Will, if you can, maybe even uh, just send a follow-up message as far as maybe clarifying this specific experience, too. Yeah, if we got anything wrong. a little bit of that got just a little bit touch and go. I think we got it, but if we missed anything or interpreted it wrong, yeah. Elaborate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let us know. Um, But my goodness. Again, we're just getting all the sensory, like, it's all there. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, so we'll move on now to, to Will's final message and uh, see, see what he has to close out for Let's us. Do it. 
Okay. One, my final call here. So it's Will again. And I was talking about the straw weed house and I had that weird experience. And I talked to the, the after the, the cigarette feeling in my arm, I went and talked to the tour guide again. And she said that is one of the most common things ever to happen is in that chair to feel like a cigarette being put out on your arm. And she hadn't told that during the, like, the tour. Like, I hadn't heard anything about that. And that's just what it felt like. And I described it to her, and that's what she told me. So that was very strange. But I just want to say thank you guys for the podcast. I very much so enjoy it. Keep up the good work. And you feel free to put us on an episode if you guys would like. If you want to, if you don't, it's fine. I just thought you guys would enjoy my crazy, creepy stories. But, yeah, thank you again. Bye. So... Oh my gosh. So, okay. New light to the whole warming feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, cigarette being put out on you sounds quite different than uh, what, yeah. we, what we were anticipating. It's much but, more vivid. Yeah. Like, I expected just kind of like if you put like a heating pad, but that's much more clear. And yeah. I think it's so cool that... It's specific. Yeah. And I liked how specific he was that the tour guide said that, yeah, that's a common reported thing. Yeah. But he said that that was not told to me prior to it happening. So mm-hmm. it did not influence what my experience was, yeah. but that's what happened. Yeah, so don't go into it knowing that this could happen. Right. But once it does, I mean, because uh, yeah, to be that, fair, that's, pretty awful. that's just you, frank. If you tell people, yeah, in that corner, usually people see a green light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people might actually see a green light, but you'll get a lot of people that think they see a green light. Yeah, that are at least looking for it. Right. Yeah. So I appreciate that he was like, I didn't know this beforehand and it happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, I feel like okay. So I keep bringing the sensory stuff up, but I feel like so much of what we go base off of, um, draw from, um, you name it, comes from how those experiences impact our senses. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's part of the reason that we're doing most of the stuff anyways yeah is because you want to feel something that you know you probably shouldn't right (laughs) uh but that's just so out of the norm Mm -hmm. and that you can only do in this one place or in these kinds of places these almost hot spots yeah and these things that that's what i love about this is mixing together logic with the human experience yeah because let's take all the logical solutions for anything which we already ruled all the ufo stuff out so like we can't explain that yeah but i know there's been places where let's say um um it's been proved that ghost noises were pumped mm-hmm. into buildings and things like that so all the noises people thought that were ghosts were not ghosts yeah i'm not saying that happened to any will of will's experiences but i know things like that have happened in the past could you imagine making that an attraction though and not telling people that that's what it is oh it'd be so hard to keep that a secret what do you like i feel like that's grounds Mm -hmm. that's grounds for for bad that's bad news (laughs) but like disregarding that side i feel like you always have to take into account the human aspect of it somebody really did experience something and you can tell from the people that are making a story up from the people that really experienced something Mm -hmm. so i feel like the first thing you have to do is be like did this person experience something yeah will will absolutely experience something yeah from there then you can go okay now let's go through the logical checks of stuff Mm -hmm. and let's see what's explainable because there's so many things that happen that just aren't explainable yeah 
I have my floorboards peeling up in my like dining room mm-hmm. because we had a random puddle in my house coming up from the floor. Oh damn! That's not explainable. We have a slab foundation house. We have no piping running there. We had a plumber come out to see what cause could have been. There's no ventilation that could have been dripping condensation from the ceiling. Nothing. Weird things happen. And I think weird stuff happened to Will. I believe him. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, Will definitely, like, at least went through all of this. Mm-hmm. And was kind enough to share it. Um, Absolutely. And we thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you, Will. Again, um, any clarification or anything that we left out or anything that you feel like we didn't touch on enough or anything that you want to express further, please feel free to follow up. Mm-hmm. Um in fact, we're looking forward to it. But this is, again, why we want to do these kinds of things, because... We love like, the stories of places and the the lizard men that get seen, Yeah, but we really love this. Well, and hearing it from somebody is always so much more impactful than just having to read about it. Mm-hmm. Um especially when it comes to something that is so unique to each individual's experience. Right. Like somebody else could go there and not, not experience any of that, could mm-hmm. not smell any of the smells, could not get touched by anything they don't want to get touched by. Right. Um, but could go to his farm and not see the lights that happen. Yeah. Yeah. But you, I mean, you sure as shit could be out there with Will, any given night of the week and see the same lights yep. and not being able to explain them the same way. Mm-hmm. Like, and just because you didn't see them on Tuesday doesn't mean they didn't show up on Sunday. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, at least, Will, great stories. Phenomenal stories. Absolutely. And we uh, hope you guys enjoyed them for Halloween on 2021. Whether you're out there listening to something as you're taking your kids trick-or-treating or if you're out around the campfire or if for some reason you're playing us with people at a party yeah we we hope you guys enjoyed it too as much as we did i hope i hope some kids get out to to trick-or-treat this year i think they i mean will. i feel like it's gonna come back around yeah, yeah. maybe not safe. in spades but you know be safe get them out there yeah so if you guys have any stories if you got inspired by this and want to share something to us we don't expect it to be as long as Will's was. No. If it is, we thank you for it. Oh, yeah. No matter what you contribute, we're yeah. happy about it. Send us all the stuff. We'll share them every episode if we get a mm-hmm. chance to. That's how much we love it. But I'll give that number again for our voicemail. Call us at 916-359-9446 and leave us a message just like Will did. Speaking of, I do have one, uh, my now coworker. uh, Tori, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna probably end up getting her uh, her grandfather um, ghost kind of story. Oh, awesome. in there too. Uh, and she is soon. so kind, by the way. She oh, came and spoke to us. She is so kind, so sweet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're great. They're great. They're a great bunch. And uh, come and come and visit Heirloom Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Another plug. <laughs> but um, yeah, so again, just like that's what we really want to be doing because it gets just so much more. It's more fun for us. It lends one. some validity. Lends validity. It's it's more impactful in general. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's really one of the only times that you can truly feel like you're there. Mm-hmm. Like 
with Will have like going along with Will's cadence and him talking about it in such a way that like you know he was impacted by something mm-hmm. and he feels it and he expresses the different ways that he felt it. Yeah. Uh that's what we're looking for. So right. appreciate it so much, Will. Um and anybody, everybody, anybody who wants to send it in, please hit us up on Instagram, Creepy Campfire Podcast. Uh, send it to us on the on Gmail. Mm-hmm. I think you. I'm not sure if you can record. I mean, you can record. Just you can call the number and record. You could if you um, wanted to like record a voice memo on your phone. You can email that to us if you wanted. You could do that. You mm-hmm. could write something up and yeah. send it to us, and you know we'll we could read. Share that. Yeah, I know I sound it, but I'm not illiterate. I'll, I'll, I'll read it. <laughs> we'll, try, we'll try to pronounce everything properly. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, hopefully by next Halloween, we can have multiple contributions in this way. We can we can have you know a bunch of different stories to pull from. Mm-hmm. Um, so just get them get them to us that's right however so from the deepest spot in our pumpkin hearts jordan and i want to wish you guys a a happy halloween happy halloween guys and until next time everybody stay Stay toasty. toasty